Welcome to Let's Open the Bible, where our goal is to open the Bible and look at what it says. For the next few minutes, we will be looking at a passage from one book. We will continue weekly until we finish that book. I'm Tom Nordstrom, and with me is Bill, Casey, and Nate. Hello, this is Nate. Uh, Welcome to the Let's Open the Bible podcast. Today with us is Bill and Tom. Uh, This is episode 8, and we are going through James chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. So I'll go ahead and let Bill uh, take it away with that reading. Thank you. James chapter 4, verses 1 to 12. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source of your Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. But he gives a greater grace. Therefore it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak against one another, brethren. He who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, You are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you who judge your neighbor? Okay, so let's uh, share some thoughts on this reading. I look at verses 1 to 10, and it seems to me that everything here is based on one underlying uh, root, And that's the idea that our pleasures wage war within us, which is mentioned in verse 1. They have their conflicts and their their arguments and things, and that's all based on their selfish desires. And what we need to do is we need to decide if we're going to serve God and others or serve ourselves. The one who serves himself is going to have quarrels and conflicts with others, especially those who have made the same choice to serve self. Have you ever noticed that people don't fight over who gets to be a servant? There's plenty of room for everyone to be a servant. But if people think only about themselves and they want to be first, they want to be that one at the top, there's only room for one there. And that's where the fighting and quarreling starts. 
So I think that's a, a big part of verses 1 to 10, the idea of serving God or serving others. And to contrast this, uh, John chapter 13 tells us how Jesus set an example for his disciples by washing their feet. That was the job of the lowest servant. He was showing them that the way to go is to be a servant to others. And, and this is a direct contrast to the picture we see in James 4, where people are putting themselves first. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, verse 3 is kind of like the whole, if you had to really pick a verse out of James um, to describe what James is talking about, I think verse 3 kind of does a pretty darn good job of, of covering it. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions, spend it on yourself. You know, how many times have, and as was mentioned today in, in, our, in our sermon, if I have a finger pointing out at you, there's three more pointing back at me. How many times have we looked, asked for something, not because it will help us serve God necessarily, but it will help our, our status in society, if you will. I want a Cadillac because, you know, a Cadillac is a top-of-the-line car. Yeah, it'll help me serve God because it'll allow me to go to places and speech, preach the word, but it's more of a status symbol than anything else. Nate, do you have anything? Are we just talking about verses uh, 1 through at the beginning of this or 1 through 10, the whole thing? Um, a couple things, yeah. Um, number one, I, I think of verse 4 where he calls uh, Christians here adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Um, and I think about that word friendship. He, he calls us, or he, he calls the people he's talking to adulterers just based off of a friendship with the world, which seems like a very uh, light thing to call someone. You're just friendly with the world. Um, however, whenever we are in a m marriage relationship with God, as, as the Bible lays out, even, even a friendship with the world is too much. Um, I think about you know, my wife, I'm married, and, and if my wife, uh, this is not to say that she can't have uh, have other friends um, that are that are guys, but what I am saying is is she doesn't have to sleep with another guy to be, to be you know, cheating. Even if she's, you know, just flirty with a guy, I mean, that's going to, that's going to hurt me, and that's going to bother me, and it's the same with God. It doesn't take, it doesn't take going 100% full out, flat out into sin to start wandering down a road of adultery with God, uh, it's just friendship. We can sometimes we we flirt with the line and those passions in us that Bill was mentioning. Those passions in us just cause us to flirt just a little bit with the world, but that enough is leading us a road down uh, or leading us down the road of adultery. Um, so that is is interesting. Um, then I also see. Uh, it's something else in verse 6, but I'm going to see if anyone else, has, anyone else has comments on verse 6 before I talk about verse 6. I'm just curious. Well, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That's something we see a lot in the Bible. The book of Proverbs 
talks about pride a lot. And um, proud people just never get along very well with God. And God does not get along with them. Uh, it's a very important thing that, that we need to be humble. And um, this idea, uh, this, this is not shifting gears in any way at all. I think this fits within the idea of serving self or serving God. Uh, proud people are not going to be serving God. They're going to be serving themselves. And on the other hand, the humble person is free to serve God. He's not focused on himself. And so he can focus on God and others. So God has always uh, stood against the proud and had a special place in his heart for those who are humble. Moses was uh, the most humble man on earth, according to Scripture. And, and he had a special case, or not a case, a special place with God. God spoke to him face to face, and he did not do that with other prophets. And I think one of the big reasons for that was the humility of Moses. Well, I, I'll even go back a little bit further than that. In Genesis, we read of Enoch, one of my favorite people in the Bible, and there's very little written about him. But what is written about him is he walked with God, and God took him, and he was no more because he walked with, with God. And I always, we, we read that and we, um, we say that, well, you know, God took him and he was not. Well, there's another way of reading it. The reason God took him was because he was not. He, he wasn't concerned about what Enoch wanted. He was concerned about what God wanted. And, you know, that Enoch was not is just, to me, a very powerful verse, um, in both contexts, you know, the context of Enoch wasn't concerned with his own wants and desires, and also that Enoch w was taken up to be with God right away. Um, it, it is really hard, especially for men, and particularly American men, but men in general, we have so much pride in us, you know, the whole country of America, we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Well, you can't really do that because the law of gravity will always bring you down. So, so I was. Uh, I'm. I'm going to point out in verse five and six. We see that Scripture says he yearns jealousy. Sorry, jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. Uh, first of all. Do you know what scripture says he jealously yearns over the spirit that he has put in us? There's not one. If I, if I recall correctly, there, that's not found in the Old Testament. Um, but rather, what James is saying is the, the scripture, as a, there's no explicit place that it says this, but just as a whole, scripture teaches this principle that God wants us. Um, it, would you... you Okay, so I thought that was interesting because every time you see, doesn't the scripture say, you look in your little, you know, footnotes for the, the scripture reference and it's not there. Um, but God wants us, and then we see in verse 6, but he gives more grace. Um, I'm, I was always caught up on what it says, that he, he jealously wants the Spirit. You know, God desires us deeply as his deep desire for, for us. But he gives more grace. Like, what in the world does that mean? Um, 
I heard in school, I'm not a Greek expert. I, I don't know if I can necessarily confirm this, but, but what, what I heard makes sense, uh, that there's kind of a, a translation. There, there's a different way of translating this. And the way of translating this is, but more he gives grace. Um, so it's not, but he gives more grace, but rather the reading should be, but more he gives grace. So what that means is he doesn't just jealously yearn with it. He doesn't just want us more than just wanting us. He actually does something about it, and he, he extends us grace. Um, and that points back to chapter 2, uh, which is we can't just have faith. We have to have works that go along with that. Well, God is a perfect example of that. He doesn't just want us and say, you know, I want that person to be a follower of me, but he also does something about that. He gives us grace. Um so again, I cannot confirm that translate, you know, translation, but it it seems to make a lot of sense um, in the context of of James. Well, I would say that it actually in the whole context of the Bible, because back in the Old Testament, the God was jealous over the children of Israel, referred to them as you know my wife, and nowadays the are in the New Testament. The church is the bride of Christ. And, okay, I'm looking at this from the outside uh, marriage commitment. But I would presume, Nate, if your wife was unfaithful to you, you still love her, and you would offer her every chance to get out of that relationship, whatever it was, and so that's God offering that that's the similar as God offering grace to us. Yes, we are we battle daily with sinful desires, but God is offering us grace. It's like you you can come back to us, you you can come back to me. And so that's so that actually make well how you described it makes m- more sense in that context of yes, I I'm jealous for my wife or girlfriend or whatever and but if she stumbles that's not the end of the world for her i'm going to offer them i'm going to offer her the opportunity to come back to me and i think that i think that's more than evident in the whole of scripture okay one more thing i'd like to add is i see in these first 10 verses in james chapter 4 some contrasts. This comes up a few times. Uh, the idea of serving self or serving others. For example, we see friendship with God contrasted with friendship with the world. We see pride contrasted with humility. We see asking with the right motives contrasted with asking with the wrong motives. And I think that all goes in line with the idea of serving self or serving God. You know, that's all. Uh, all wrapped up together in that. And so we need to, as, as Tom mentioned a moment ago, how we have that daily battle with sin. Every day we need to make the decision, uh, are, am I going to serve myself or am I going to serve others? And those who choose to serve self, as we see here in James, uh, that leads to conflicts with others. We, we serve ourselves, okay, that leads to conflicts. And then that leads to speaking against others, which gets us to verses 11 and 12, where it talks about speaking against other people. Do not speak against one another, brethren. He who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks against the law, and so on. 
And so that's a natural result of serving self, and then you have the conflicts, then you speak against them, and then what ends up happening is uh, I'm taking the place of God by being the judge in those cases, and that all starts with serving self. Anybody else? I'll, uh, if you have anything, I was just going to close it out. Oh, but. Um, I, I'm really, verses 11 and 12 to me are just really, really, really powerful. And that is because, you know, we get, we often get told, oh, you can't judge me. Well, that judgment, I can judge what you're doing. I can't judge you. Um, and what I, what I believe uh, James is talking about and the Holy Spirit is talking about here is I can't, I can't condemn you to hell. And that's the judgment that we are warned about. I can tell you that if you continue in your sinful practice, you're not going to like where you're going to end up. But to sit there and say you're going to hell, that's not my job. My job is to you know, if you continue in this practice, whatever it is, you're not going to like where you end up. Can I help you in any way to get out of that? And that goes to this, you know, serving God or serving self. And it doesn't matter if you're my friend or not. You know, my job as a Christian is to help as many people leave the world behind and seek God, not to condemn them to hell. Yeah, yeah. I understand, you know, James 4, 11 through 12, you know, don't judge others. The point is that we don't, we don't have the authority to draw lines in the sand. Rather, our job as Christians is to help other people get on the right side of the line that God has already drawn. We don't get to draw new lines. We get to uphold and try and help other people uh, recognize the line that God has already drawn. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you for sure. I think that's exactly right. Uh, as I look through, uh, kind of as we close out here, James, these first twelve verses, it starts with this discussion of passions and the an idea that's repeated uh, over and over is the the pride versus the humble. Um, and your your passions are whenever we act on our passions, that is a manifestation of our pride um, in us and a lack of humility. We see in verse uh, one passions are mentioned. We see in verse three passions are mentioned. We see in verse uh, six we see God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. In verse seven, submit yourselves to God, uh, mourn and weep over your sin, humble yourself before the Lord. In verse ten, over and over and over, is humility, 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 and that is a maybe the theme of the Bible is recognize your place with God um, and that God is in charge and you must obey him and be humble. And, you know, maybe as you, you're listening to this and you analyze your life and you think about your actions and your words and your attitudes, you might realize, man, I'm in a place of, of pride and I have not humbled myself and submitted to God. And uh, if you want to change... Uh, then, then reach out to us and let us know, and, and we want to help you humble yourself before the Lord, and we can talk about what the Bible says about how to go about uh, doing that, because the Bible's clear, and it lays out some some specific actions that we need to do to 
uh, humble ourselves before uh, the Lord. That's all I have. I'm good. Yeah, that's all I have too. All right. Thanks for listening. We will catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Let's Open the Bible podcast. If you have any questions, want to talk about the next steps in your faith journey, or are interested in receiving our daily Bible verse, which corresponds to the content of this podcast, feel free to reach out to openthebible2022 at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us next week as we continue our study together. Have a great day.